The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Obviously, Shohei left the game today. Um, We did imaging in between games. He does have a tear. He won't pitch the rest of the year. In addition, candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you. Okay? And coach, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving. Okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. Clown X. Hour 2, T-Row in the morning show, Thursday morning, August 24. A1 and Turkey Bacon back with you. Heavily considering changing his name to Pimento Cheese. High of 102 today. Updated game day forecast. Now just nine days away. Next Saturday, as of right now, high of 99. Bring uh, sunscreen. Big hour coming up next segment. We are joined by the voice of the Bayou Bengals, Chris Blair. We'll talk LSU football. Bottom of the hour, team number two in the countdown. We had Alabama yesterday at number three. Only two teams remaining. Um, I do want to apologize for something off the top of this hour, TJ, and then we will get back to your mark. Uh, Yesterday, you know, I apologized to Drake earlier this week, TJ, for calling him the uh, little guy in the gray shirt. Yeah. That was... uh, he didn't find your apology too sincere, by the way. He's still upset what? with you, so, yeah. What do you mean? I saw him he's, last night. I think we're good. He's, he's he's very upset with you still. I think there's something that he found out last night that made him even more upset, and he has now forgotten all about me. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. I'll let him tell you what that is. <laughs> That's to do with somebody else at our station. So. Okay. Um, but I need to apologize to you, TJ, because I think on yesterday's show I got a little braggy. And I might have made you potentially feel bad about yourself when I was talking about my ability to self-check out produce at Crest. And I didn't mean to in any way make you feel bad about yourself because I can do it and you can't. And so I apologize. I should not have gotten so braggy on the show. That was not a good look. Um, I went home last night and I got some produce out of my fridge and I got the... the scale out of the bathroom and I started practicing on my kitchen countertop mm-hmm. there and I just you know you gonna give it a go I, next time I don't know I don't know but thank you I'd for be glad to work with you if you'd like yeah, I, I you. should not have rubbed it in your face and for that I apologize <sighs> thank you thank you yeah, you're welcome okay uh what do we make of this whole uh your mark situation with Texas Brett your so he's at he's at he's in Lubbock look and uh he's taking shots at Texas Brent Guys over in the football department. Um, 
I'm going to need you to run the table this year. I was going to allow you one loss. Uh, that's off the table now. We've got to go undefeated in conference, so which means you've got to go undefeated on the season. Um, this punk. <laughs> He's irritating. He is the type of guy that is very good in crowds and at parties, but nobody really likes. But at the party, they act like they like him. Like, <laughs> did you hear his, uh, uh, your Mark's uh, joke there? <laughs> A great guy, great guy. And then they get home with their wife and like, oh, I can't stand this guy. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. And he has gone to the point now that he's got me cheering for Texas in certain situations. <laughs> That's how bad I dislike this guy all of a sudden. His, uh, you know, his insult and his backhanded compliments and uh, getting his deputy chief to, to drop little references about being the reluctant bride. Uh, he is an irritating, irritating little man. And I hope... OU and Texas throttle the rest of the competition this year in the Big 12. Meet up in the Big 12 championship game like you predicted. I -hmm. hope, obviously, that in that situation, Oklahoma wins it and leaves with another trophy. But I hope that those two programs just embarrass everybody. And on Thanksgiving Day, or is it Friday or Thursday of that week? Is that Thanksgiving Day? I think it's Friday. Friday, whatever it is. I think so. Uh, Whenever it is. I think I'll be cheering for Texas. And I never thought I would say that. Wow. That's how irritating yeah, I, I, he's I'm become. Sure you should have said it. I yeah. know. I don't think I'm alone in that. Like, and it's got me really concerned. Some of the officiating last year had you scratching your head. It has me really, really Wait, concerned for this year. Are you referring to the OSU-Texas game when Texas was called for 15 penalties and OSU zero? Correct. Okay. And many of the other things that happened with Oklahoma throughout the year last sure. year. The holding calls, what, what, what do we get? One holding call in the final, I don't know, so in Big 12 play or Going like into Big 12 play this year, that has me really concerned. Because obviously they've got an agenda here. Do not let those two teams meet up in our championship game, and do not let one of them walk away with the trophy. Mm-hmm. How do you control that a little bit? Officiating and bonuses. Are you accusing the just commissioner saying. of the Big 12 Conference just saying. of colluding with the referees? I'm saying it's a possibility. Yes. Against Oklahoma and Texas? Yes. All right. It's officially on record. Future Macaroni a, Award winner T.J. Perry. slime ball up there last night at that podium, too. <laughs> like he was a stand-up comedian at the Improv or something. I know he was catering to the crowd. But you've got to know that's going to get everywhere. So, therefore, he knew what he was doing. Of course he knew what he was doing. Joe, Um, Joe, I'm going to need you to step up and put this dude in his place, okay? Oh, we got to ask Joe next week about about, uh, your mark for sure. I'm writing that down right now. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Jeff Haxton last night. I'm glad he said it. I'd have said it too. Hashtag wreck him. Well, that's fine. It's one thing when your play-by-play guy <laughs> says it. That's fine. I would expect that. I thought you'd enjoy it. The commissioner jumping. of the Big 12 cannot say something like that. Here's something else. I didn't know this. Uh, Chris sent me this. 
your mark got the headline for the most attention, but Joey McGuire, head coach of Texas Tech, said or referred to Texas and OU as, quote, these so-called blue bloods. And I really question that. One of them's really good in Olympic sports. <laughs> Look, I that's get... Actually kinda, that's actually kind of funny and true. They're the butthurt person in the relationship that got broke up with. I get it. But in the positions they're in, they can't be saying some of the things that they're saying. It's one thing for a coach to say it, Gundy or, or Jerry Maguire, whoever it may be. Um, Joey McGuire. I mean, Joey. I always say yeah. Jerry Maguire. Uh, Joey McGuire, Mike Gundy. I get that. I completely understand that. I understand if it's ADs from some of those other schools. But the commissioner of the conference cannot be coming out and dropping some of the stuff that he's dropping, nor can his little uh, sidekick uh, – come out and say some of the things that he's said. Maybe after they're gone, but not why there's still a year to be played in these uh, all these different sports. All right, so my real problem is that his name is Brett. <laughs> like, no You've legitimate got a leader. Named Brett, don't you? Yeah, but he's not a like a, any sort of a commissioner or any, you know, like there's no... It doesn't sound like name, an important name. Name one other important, like, you know, president. We don't have a, we've never had a president the, Brett. The only you other I mean? important Brett is uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. That's what I'm talking about. Brett Favre. Yeah, we, we got a, we got a slinging sidearm, slightly now, um, you know, uh, distrustful quarterback. We've got a professional wrestler. Those are the kind of people that are named Brett Teach, not commissioners. No offense to any of our Bretts out there in the listening audience. His name is Brett. Brett Butler. You remember the great Brett Butler back in the day? Could steal some. Are you bases. talking about the baseball player yeah, or the female comedian? Uh, the baseball player could steal Those some. Those are the kind. Of, yeah. yeah, he laid down a bunt. Yeah, he was a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, listen, forgot about the stand-up comedian. Have you heard some of the things our presidents have said over the last few years? Oh, that's true. Don't uh, tell me a commissioner can't get up there and talk a little trash. He's the worst. I mean, come on. This is the day and age we live in. I was, I mean, listen, I'm kind of okay with it. I, I, He's taking shots at Texas. I'm on board with that. Yes, but he's also taking shots at Oklahoma. I, well, we kind of did him wrong. Look, I'm not saying that I don't like it because you know I like to get fired up. And I had a lot of, I had little interest in this season. I want to skip right ahead and get into the SEC. So this season was kind of like, oh, gosh, we still got right. one more. So at least he's given me some intrigue yes. and some anger. And I want to go just whip everybody. Right. Yeah. Like he's stoking the fire. He's poking the bear, yes. He's 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 riling up people. He's gonna intensify crowds. Listen, he made me share a booth with K State. I'm not a Brett Yormark fan, but I don't know. I kinda thought it was fun. I'm a deputy dog. Ooh kind of question whether they're blue bloods or not. They carried the conference the entire yeah. time. Yeah, but even he was taking a shot at Texas. He was like, they're really only good at Olympic sports. Yeah, <laughs> It's kind of true. 
<laughs> Isn't that a shot at like the Olympic sport athletes in general, though? No, That's it's saying like Texas. That, he's saying that those sports aren't important anyway. Right. Well, they don't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's true. It, it is, but it is like if you look at Texas national championships, they got this giant number of national championships. Like seventy-five percent of them are in swimming and diving. You know, track. But you know, those are great sports. I'm not nothing against those sports. Uh, I I, I don't believe that the commissioner is colluding with the referees. It, it, it would be such a scandal that it would be impossible to cover up something like that. But the evidence last year on the field was fishy. I will admit it was very fishy what happened with Oklahoma and Texas last year. And everybody will have their antenna up uh, this season for sure. But um, I don't know. I it didn't really uh, doesn't bother me. I think it's kind of. Listen, here's my here's my overall opinion. If you are going to get bent out of shape about this, suck it up, Buttercup, Teach. Like, it, you're not ready for the SEC if Brett Yormark's getting under your skin oh. because he popped off in Lubbock. Like, this is – we're. I, I'm telling you, we're going into a world that is so much more difficult than this. do you see this. Greg Sankey saying stuff like that? No, no, but I'm just saying, like, opposing head coaches that's and fan fine. bases and, and Paul Feinbaum and all this kind of stuff I'm that's going to happen. I'm fine with all that. Bring it. I'm saying yeah. he's in a position that he can't be saying no, those kind he of shouldn't, things. He right. shouldn't be saying it, but neither should the presidents of the United States. I don't – I was about to make a joke. Never mind. I'll. I, I, it, 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 he shouldn't be saying it, but whatever. Whatever, you know. I mean, and we, coach, he's we such made a our slime bed. ball too. Uh, and coach, <laughs> I'll be there on Thanksgiving Day, not to add any pressure. Here's oh, the other my thing. Goodness, I'm get not, off the stage. Give me the most memorable thing you ever remember Bob Bowlesby saying. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, at least this guy says something that we want to play on our show. I'll give you know? him credit for that. He he he. He definitely draws me in, and I want to hear what he has to say a lot of the time. So yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. But I don't like him once I leave the party. So That's you're officially cheering for Texas this year. Is that what you're on the record to say? You're officially rooting for I Texas. I can't say that, no. As long as Oklahoma walks away with the Big 12 championship at the end, I don't really care what Texas does, whether it's Boy, them that we play or not. What a conundrum this Alabama-Texas game puts you in this year. Um, Big fans of both teams. No, I, I, when it comes down to it, probably want Texas to lose every game. Like I said, as long as OU standing on top of the mountain at the end, that's all I really care about because it's still uh, in goal, you know. Uh, but man, it'll really, really, I, it'll eat at me if Texas Tech and TCU or Texas Tech and K State play in this Big Twelve championship game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, share your thoughts out there. We might not get to them for a couple of segments, but we'll get to them all. 405-651-3439, Kenipple Meyer Chevrolet text line. When we come back, live to Baton Rouge, their play-by-play guy, Chris Blair, going to join us. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Going to be a fascinating season down in Baton Rouge next year. 
the Sooners are headed down to Death Valley. Cannot wait for that. We're welcoming now the outstanding play-by-play voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair. Chris, good morning to you, sir. Chris, good morning. How are you today? Doing fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, here we are. I, I consider it, uh, even though everybody else is getting ready for week zero, I mean, for me, and you know this well, I mean, it's 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 game week's almost officially here, but for us, it is here. It is go time. It is time to uh, dust off the highlighters and charts and everything. It is go time. Uh, Chris, uh, you, 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 10 wins last year, beat Alabama, go to the SEC championship game. Uh, I know that Maybe the early stages of Brian Kelly's tenure down in Baton Rouge was a little rocky, but has he won over Tiger fans at this point, or is there still work to be done? You know, Toby, I think, you know, to be honest with you, it's, it's a little surprising that, you know, most of the, the hubbaloo, if you will, were, were from outside the state of Louisiana. Uh, you know, all of the does he fit, um, will he be able to – uh, to you know, be loved by the LSU faithful. All of that was a narrative that that basically came from the national media, because uh, it's pretty simple. It doesn't take much to become very popular and to become beloved here in Louisiana. All you got to do is win, and if you do that, you're a perfect fit, no matter where you were born, no matter where you came from. Uh, Nick Saban was able to do it here at LSU. Les Miles was able to do it at LSU. And I think too much was made of the fact that Ed Ogeron was from Louisiana and, you know, was, was the head coach here. Um, there haven't been a lot of head coaches at LSU in any sport that came from the state of Louisiana. So um, I think Coach Kelly put LSU way ahead of schedule. Even the most optimistic LSU fan last year, uh, considering when he got to town, you had about 35 scholarship players uh, left over and had to go work extremely hard in the transfer portal. Uh, had a short period of time to put together a first semi-recruiting class last year and, and then go out and pick up 10 wins and, as you said, win the West, and defeat Alabama in one of the more thrilling football games in a while, and, and then kind of springboard into spring football, pardon the pun, with uh, you know dismantling of Purdue in Orlando. So, I mean, everything's kind of the momentum has certainly been shifted. Now, it hasn't been easy, and Coach Kelly would be the first to tell you there was a, a, a lot of, of building and laying the foundation that took some time. And I think that's the difference now going to practice and went to the scrimmage on Saturday is there's less time letting guys know what they expect and when they need to be there and how they need to practice. Now they're really coaching football, where last year they were, as they say, building the plane as it's going down the runway. You know, you look around the other contenders in the SEC this year, Alabama breaking in a new quarterback, Georgia breaking in a new quarterback, even Tennessee. But LSU's got Jaden Daniels coming back, certainly one of the best in the country. Got to give Tiger fans tremendous confidence with this guy under center going into this year. Yeah, I mean, you do have the confidence for the fan base, and uh, as you well know, it's it's one of those programs where the expectations are always high, but you come off of last year and those expectations go a little bit higher. Um, and I think, you know, again, it starts with, with Jaden Daniels, a guy who came from the West Coast, was dropped into South Louisiana uh, last summer uh, with a first-year head coach, first-year offensive coordinator, totally new offense for everybody involved. And, oh, by the way, get to know the guys you're supposed to, to, to play with on offense. And 
you know, we saw him really progress as the season went on. He was very careful with the football uh, at the early part of the season, much to the chagrin of, of Tiger fans. And at some point, Brian Kelly, who said, we have to be uh, find the ability to, to, to push the ball down the field. And I think about the Ole Miss game last year in Tiger Stadium. You know, you saw him toss it up there, put some trust in the guys to go make plays, and they were able to do so. And I think that just kind of grew on as the season went. And, you know, I just think he's – we watched him grow up, so to speak, from a football standpoint as the season went along. And now all indications are not only does he lead uh, the team by what he does, his practice habits, his preparation, his film study – but he's a vocal leader, and that's what Coach Kelly so far this fall campus said has been the biggest step forward. It's his team now. Uh, it's his offense. And, and for that reason, I think that's why the expectations, uh, as in, as you put it, optimism is pretty high, and it starts with Jaden. What's the potential weak spot? When you look around this team, where is their concern going into this year? You know, coming off the bowl win against Purdue, I think if you had asked most people in January, Toby, they would have said uh, linebacker and secondary. Um, and I think as we sit here just over a week away from kickoff in a top-ten matchup with Florida State neutral site, I would say that the linebacker spot, because you have Harold Perkins returning, but they went out and found Omar Spates, who many felt was the best linebacker on the West Coast, from Oregon State last year, and he's been so far as advertised. Uh, we'll make some noise in the SEC. I think it still leaves that secondary. Not so much the safety position, but out wide on the corners because you're replacing both starters from a year ago in a season where you tried a couple of guys to find the right combination. So you kind of start over from scratch there. Um, and, and while the talent is there, and Coach Kelly and – Matt House, the defensive coordinator, have said that over and over. They've got some talented guys. Now, they don't know what they got when the lights are on, uh, as it will be uh, you know, coming up next Sunday. But that's probably the biggest question mark. Offensive line has been a question mark since the 19 season, both in 2021 and, and last year, a, a yeoman's job by Coach Davis, the, the offensive line coach, with 14 different combinations as starters. Um, but now they've got uh, some experience. Again, they went and added some depth. So to me, if if the Tigers are going to struggle, at least on paper at the moment, it comes in that secondary, and I have a feeling Florida State's going to test it early on Sunday night in Orlando. A couple of more questions with Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Tigers. You mentioned that opener a week from Sunday night, Florida State in Orlando, classic game between these two teams last year in New Orleans that went right to the final kick of the game. Uh, is the word revenge being thrown around down there in uh, in Baton Rouge? Well, I'm sure it is by the fan base. Uh, Coach Kelly is, again, one of those pragmatic coaches where, you know, this is all going to be a new game with new teams, although both have a lot of returning players. But I'm sure in the back of the minds of those who participated in that game last year, especially one Jaden Daniels, who, you know, really put the team on his shoulders in the second half after getting down big, and made a valiant effort and came up short with a missed extra point to send it to overtime. So I'm sure that's part of it. Um, I just think it's a great matchup and back-to-back years because last year, Coach Norvell and Florida State, they had a bunch of question marks. Is he the guy to get them back to, to, to the Bowden days, so to speak? Brian Kelly comes in trying to turn around a program that had nosedive after the 2019 season, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson and those guys. 
And, you know, we ended up with an entertaining game. I think it's a much different storyline this season where they've got returners, LSU has returners, and now you're looking at two top ten teams who, again, the fan base wants to see, are they not only going to make noise possibly in their respective conferences, but is this preseason ranking show that they may have a chance to contend for a college football playoff spot? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for both teams, Toby, there's more answers this year than questions, which means that I think it is a true top ten matchup, uh, and I'm not one who believes in top ten ratings, preseason ratings. I think they're as useless as a screen door on a submarine. But I think that when you look at what these teams have and the trajectory these coaches have put them on, it makes for the marquee matchup in uh, week one of college football. Finally, Chris, give us a little teaser. I'm sure we'll talk to you before we head your way uh, next year, year one for the Sooners in the SEC. But what's one of your favorite things about uh, a game day in Baton Rouge? What's one of the things that uh, Sooner fans need to be anticipating a year from now? Well, you know, LSU gets a reputation as being a tough place to play, sure. um, like many across the country. Uh, but one thing I've found, and really talking to opposing fan base, is that when you come to Baton Rouge for game day, they really truly roll out the purple carpet for those visiting before kickoff. You will not go hungry. Um, and if you're into libations, you will not go thirsty. Uh, and they will really welcome you, and they love the, the weekend, they love game day, and they love celebrating with fans who feel the same way. Once you get inside Tiger Stadium and once boot meets ball, all that is off. I can't vouch for anything beyond that. But it is, again, just uh, one of those great places. I mean, there are many uh, across the country, and you know one very well that you get to go to. There's no place like Baton Rouge. It's just different. Um, And I think you'll enjoy it when you come here. And, um, again, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those great places in the country that knows how to do game day right. They love doing it. They'd do it seven days a week if they could. Can't wait. Can't wait. 6.30 next Sunday night, it'll be LSU and Florida State. Game of opening weekend in college football. He's Chris Blair, play-by-play voice for the Tigers. Chris, have a great season, bud. Thank you for your time today. Oh, Always good to talk with you, Toby. Thanks for having me on. You do the same. Have a great year. All right. See you, bud. There you go. I promise you this, Teach. Uh... LSU fans love them some pimento, pimento cheese, for sure. You think so? Oh, yeah, it's big pimento country down there. Break time. When we come back, the countdown hits number two. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. How do I say to we have? They have great identity. They're national brands. You found somebody, haven't you? You wanted your force. Say it. Oklahoma State's not going to change what we do because Oklahoma chose to go to the SEC. They need to change what they do because they're the ones that made their mind up to go to the SEC. What Robert is trying to say is that we are getting a divorce. Don't do this. No. No. I gotta say, I could have called this one. No. Yeah. Is it our fault? Is it because we were bad? Please don't cry like that. Please don't. 
all Oklahoma had to do was not go to the SEC. So it is what it is. And in Oklahoma's case, I think they were more of what I would call uh, the reluctant bride. Financially, it's the only responsible thing to do. Uh, bottom line, we carried the league financially. Uh, us in Texas with TV money and whatnot. We accelerated Texas and OU withdrawal, which was a win-win for all parties. It's time for one last countdown and a final ride with the Big 12. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it sucked. We kicking this on me. We kicking this thing off. Here we go. Live from the Palace in Piedmont, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 Countdown, brought to you by Carter Jennings Law. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Thank you, Teach. Countdown, only two days left. The five-week saga has almost come to an end. We're going all the way to the bridesmaid today. And as always, let's remind you of the teams we've had so far in the countdown. It started um, almost five weeks ago with Texas Tech at 25. Uh, Ironically, that's where your mark was yesterday. South Carolina 24, North Carolina 23. They play each other in week one. Then at 22. Texas A&M came in at 22. Andrew Monaco joined us on the show to talk about the new marriage between Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino this year. Razorbacks 21, Kentucky at 20. It was Ole Miss 19. Texas at 18, then at 17. The national runners-up TCU Horned Frogs were our 17th-ranked team. It'll be Chandler Scoop Morris quarterbacking for them to start the year this year. Washington 16, the defending Big 12 champs, K-State at 15 on the countdown. Oregon 14, Notre Dame at 13. At 12, they say this could be James Franklin's best team at Penn State. They came in at 12. We have the Sooners at 11, Trojans at 10, Utah at 9, Clemson 8, and at 7, LSU's opponent in week one, Florida State. The Seminoles came in at number seven. Jordan Travis versus Jaden Daniels. What a quarterback battle that'll be on opening Sunday night. Tennessee six. This week, Ohio State five. LSU four. And yesterday, Alabama was at three, which brings us to today. The number two ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... TJ, other than OU, who has the best fight song in college football? Huh. I like a couple of them you've played today. I like this Michigan one. Florida State's is pretty awesome. Tennessee's is great. 
I'll go Rocky Top, I think. I think, like, anytime you hear Michigan or, Not- or Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah, they're it great, It just too. feels like college football. Mm-hmm. But the best one is, other than OU, the best one is Tennessee. Like, that that one, like, you sing along to. Yeah, I think, I think I think I'm ag- in agreement with you, yeah. Michigan, though, big-time fight song. And they have... Uh, They've been to back-to-back college football playoffs, and the Big 12 title once again goes through Ann Arbor this year. Michigan 13-1 and a year ago. Their only loss coming to TCU in the college football semifinals, that 51-45 classic. Last year, Michigan beat Penn State and Ohio State by a combined 46 points as they rolled to a Big Ten title. And they are loaded going into 2023. Now, they might be without their head coach for the first three or four games, but we'll see. That shouldn't be an issue. They do return starting quarterback J.J. McCarthy, the best quarterback in the Big Ten, at least going into this season. And he has an outstanding pair of running backs to hand the ball to Blake Corum is back he tore his meniscus in November last year he's recovered he's back alongside Donovan Edwards both of those guys tremendous running backs 25 touchdowns over 2,000 yards a year ago if there's a question on offense it will be at wide receiver um they have to replace some production there A.J. Barner Transferred in from Indiana, Cornelius Johnson could be the go-to guy, but this is smash-mouth football for Michigan. They want to run the ball, use the clock, and at least last year there wasn't a lot that anybody else in the Big Ten could do about it. And McCarthy was good enough that when he had to, he could make big throws. Defensively, top ten defense a year ago. No reason to believe it'll be any different this year. Mason Graham and Chris Jenkins, defensive tackles in the middle of that defensive line, NFL football players there. They have outstanding linebackers, Junior Colson and Michael Barrett, and they are very deep on the back end as well. Rod Moore, Makari Page, uh, Amari and Walker, he's now on the defensive side. Listen, Michigan's loaded. There is no reason when you look at this team and you look at the schedule to think that they shouldn't be back in the college football playoff again. Schedule looks like this. East Carolina at home, UNLV at home, Bowling Green at home, Rutgers at home. That's the first four games of the year. It doesn't get much tougher after that at Nebraska at Minnesota, Indiana, at Michigan State, which is a rivalry game, but they are significantly better. Purdue, then the last three games of the year, at Penn State, at Maryland, and Ohio State. It's a two-game season, and those two games are in the last three weeks. At Penn State and uh, Ohio State, which they get in Ann Arbor again this year after they beat them 45-23 in Buckeye land last year. Um, I know you don't like Jim Harbaugh. 
I'm not going to try to sell you that you should. It does seem like, at least right now, he has Ryan Day's number. I think that Michigan is a better team than Ohio State again this year. Not by a lot, but I do think they're better. They are confident. No doubt the championship's probably going to come down to that one on November 25th in Ann Arbor. I think Michigan's got the edge, home game, confidence. Harbaugh's got Day's number. I think Michigan's getting back to the college football playoff again this year, TJ. Wolverines at two. Too high, too low, or just right? They are probably a playoff team. But I'm going to say too high. I don't know what deal he signed with the devil. (laughs) Most people don't get to flounder around at a major program and stink it up for as many years as he did and then suddenly figure it out. So I've always been skeptical of what's happened the last couple of years, and obviously some things are coming down on him now with hamburgers and stuff. We know now he was cheating somehow with double meat patties and cheese. Um, But very favorable schedule. They are probably going to be undefeated going into that Penn State game, and then they've got that tough stretch there those last three weeks, not counting Maryland, but you got Penn State and then the Ohio State game. That's their problem. I think they needed one of those games earlier in the year in case they were to drop one so that, I don't know, it may catch up they to them. Rally. They can yeah. rally. I don't know if they can rally with those being in the two of the last three weeks, but we'll see. I think, obviously, being at home against Ohio State is going to help him. And you're right, he does appear to have Ryan Day's number suddenly, which, again, deal with the devil. Don't get me started. Um, I'm going to say too high, though. I'm going to say those last three weeks get him. I think they drop a couple of games and end up just outside of the playoffs, so I'm going to say too high. And maybe that's just me hoping that because I can't stand Jim Harbaugh, like you said. No, it's possible. Listen, Ohio State obviously is really good, and we just said this could be Penn State's best team right. in uh, James Franklin era. So uh, I can't wait for the final month of the year in the Big Ten. That is going to be epic. Um, so no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to disagree heavily with you at all. I just think going into the year, you, based on the schedule and the team, yeah. slight edge for me. To Up Michigan. until that Penn State game, they should they should walk through a lot of these games. Yeah. Break time. When we come back, back to the text line. Michigan at two. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is the Ref, home of Sooner fans. Hero in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing, your local roofer. Offices right here in Norman and in Edmond. They're your one-stop shop for customers looking for one contractor. Black Thunder Roofing, your local roofer, 405-473-8028, blackthunderroofing.com. Heard from a uh, friend of mine, longtime friend, all the way back to childhood when I wasn't eating pimento cheese, Said, mm-hmm. uh, sent me a text of a, his picture of his son, McCade. said, I was uh, late to the store last night, got a text from McCade saying, hey, pick me up some of this pimento cheese. Tried it last night. Sent me a picture of McCade eating the uh, pimento cheese. Said he likes it. We're shaping the minds of the youth of America. <laughs> Stick with me, McCade. I, your dad, uh, there's a reason he's so smart. I grew up uh, yeah. teaching him all kinds of lessons. So, 
Stick with me. Uh, Sean said, too, he was at Crest last night and thought to himself, maybe I should pick up some pimento cheese. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a meeting at Crest today going, hey, how come the pimento cheese is Why the run on pimento cheese? Yeah. Uh, pimento cheese uh, owes us uh, some money, I think. That's right. The pimento industry. <laughs> the pimento industry. <laughs> Uh, what else we have here on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? Michigan, too high, this texter says. Okay. Uh, breaking news, Michigan is in the Big 12. Oh, you did say that. I didn't stop did and I correct you. You said Big 12 Sorry. when you said uh, uh, Big 10. or it's meant Apologies. to say Big 10, yeah. Apologies. Uh, your mark blowing smoke like he's still with Rock Nation and Jay-Z uh-huh. from Tommy. Uh, morning, buddy. Morning, Carter. I'm really mad about Chris Blair saying top 25 countdowns are worthless. You, me, TJ, we put in a lot of work on these countdowns. Other than That's OU, right. I hope your countdown is exactly right. Have a good day. He said they're about as uh, uh, worthwhile as a screen door on a submarine. I like that saying. Uh, that is a good saying. Good saying. Yeah. It is a rip-snorting good saying. But you should have dropped in. Thanks, you're here today because LSU was number four in my top 25 <laughs> countdown. Uh, Skidmark, your mark, should be slapped with a lawsuit. Get your legal department to come up with a good one. I know you should be awarded the $50 million exit fee they had to pay that they will wipe oh. his smirk off I his like face that. with. Uh, I do like the fact that uh, maybe we could hold the $50 million over his head for slander. Uh, I'm considering listening to the OU radio call while I watch the game. Any te- tips on synchronizing the feeds? <laughs> you got any Who's tips there? Who's that from? I don't know. That, no, not signed. A nine one eight or sync my game. Do- I'm gonna I'm gonna go forward as if this is a serious inquiry. Okay, I don't know. Syncmygame.com will show you how to do that. Um, it's very easy to do. Thousands of people across the United States do it every week. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoy it. Go to SyncMyGame.com. All right, top of the hour break, 8 o'clock. We'll keep this show rolling on a Thursday next.